It's Tuesday, January 24th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be back with you again at Goodwill Talk Daily. Thanks for joining me. My name is Marcus Ortega, one of the pastors here at Goodwill Church. And uh, I want to just take a moment and say thank you for deciding to spend some time today in the Word and in prayer. That's really what we're focused on. We're focused on the Word of God and and in lifting our hearts to Him in prayer, knowing that He answers our prayer, knowing that He is present when we pray. And so I, I want to thank you for this moment of devotion. It's really what it is. It's, we call them devotions, but it's about our heart being devoted to the things of God. And you've got a lot going on with friends, with family, with work, with, with all the things you've got in your life. You've decided to take a few minutes to devote to the Lord, and I pray that you are blessed by that, and I pray that this opens the floodgates to even more time in the Scriptures and even more time in communion with God through prayer. So let's turn our attention to the text today. Uh, We're going through the book of Isaiah, a chapter at a time. We're in Isaiah 7 today. I'm going to read the entire chapter. I'll have a couple thoughts, and then I'll close this in prayer. Isaiah chapter 7, starting in verse 1. When Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah, King Rezin of Aram and Pekah, son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied itself with Ephraim. So the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken, as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son, Shear Jahub, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the launderer's field. Say to him, be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and of the son of Ramalia. Aram, Ephraim, and Ramalia's son have plotted your ruin, saying, let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart, divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tabil king over it. Yet this is what the Sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only resin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is only Ramalia's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will be eating curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and your people and on your house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will be the king of Assyria. In that day, the Lord will whistle for flies from the Nile Delta in Egypt and for bees from the land of Assyria. They will all come and settle in the steep ravines and in the crevices in the rocks, on all the thorn bushes and at all the watering holes. In that day, the Lord will use a razor hired from beyond the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, to shave your head and your private parts and to cut off your beard also. 
In that day, a person will keep alive a young cow and two goats. And because of the abundance of the milk they give, there will be curds to eat. All who remain in the land will eat curds and honey. In that day, in every place where there were a thousand vines worth a thousand silver shekels, there will be only briars and thorns. Hunters will go down there with bow and arrow, for the land will be covered with briars and thorns. As for all the hills once cultivated by the hoe, you will no longer go there for fear of the briars and thorns. They will become places where cattle are turned loose and where sheep run. There is a threat to Judah. Another army is coming, including Israel from the north. They all want to destroy Judah. Israel has wanted to destroy Judah for years. Remember, way back at the beginning of the month, we looked at the civil war between Israel and Judah. They've been at war for generations. And now the northern tribe, uh, the northern country, excuse me, Israel, uh, they've gone in league with foreign powers in order to try and destroy Judah. And Ahaz is scared. He's the king, third king in the life of Isaiah. Um, He is called to be a prophet in the time of Uzziah and uh, remains in that role throughout entire life of Jotham. And now Ahaz is on the throne, a wicked king, an evil king. And he goes to Ahaz with a word of comfort, with with a word to say, hey, I'm not going to allow people from outside to come in and destroy the land. You don't need to fear the Assyrians. You don't need to fear the way that they have made a uh, the way that they've made a pact with Israel, with Ephraim as they're described here. Don't fear. I will not let this happen. And to prove it to you, ask me for a sign, and I'll give you a sign that I am on your side. And that's when Ahaz says, "I'm not going to ask you for a sign." And he tries to cover it up with piety, right? He says, "Oh, I wouldn't want to put the Lord to the test." It sounds good. I mean, sometimes we might say something like that. I wouldn't want to test the Lord. But it's actually a sign of rebellion because God had said to him, show me a sign. I'll show you a sign. Excuse me. I will show you a sign as a way of proving my faithfulness to you. He's done the same thing in the church, by the way. He's given us signs and seals. He's given us the sacraments as evidence of his word that he will save us from our sins through Jesus Christ. Well, here he wants to prove through a sign to Ahaz that he is going to protect the people of Judah from Israel and from Assyria. Ahaz won't have it. And this this is when Isaiah gives the hard word, the hard word that we were talking about yesterday in Isaiah chapter 6, a word that will actually not turn the king towards God, but a word that will turn the king even further away. Because you wouldn't ask me for a sign, those people that you're afraid of, they will destroy you. They will bring ruin. Because of your unwillingness to submit to me as your leader, as your protector, as your God, then I will allow suffering to come. If you rely on me, I will protect you. If you do not rely on me, I will not protect you and you will fall. You know, we can sometimes have that same sense of pride. I can do this on my own. I don't need to pray about that. I can just go forward. And to be fair, there are some things you don't have to pray about. You don't have to pray about whether or not to obey the commands of God, for example. You have to pray for help to do it, but you don't have to pray about whether you should. You know you should. But there are many, many things in life where we run into some sort of an obstacle or there's something we have to try and push through that's difficult. And we say, you know what? I'm just going to gut this through on my own. We may not think it, but we do it because we don't pray. 
because we don't go to the Lord and say, I need you to provide for me here. The Lord came to Ahaz and said, I'll be your provider and protector. Ask me for a sign and I'll prove it to you. And Ahaz says, no thanks. In fact, we know from other passages that Ahaz is too busy relying on the gods of other nations, too busy enjoying and engaging in idol worship. So here's the question that we take away from this. In what ways are we resisting the provision and protection of our God? Are we trusting in our own ability to keep ourselves comfortable and keep ourselves safe? Are we unwilling to go to the hard place or do the hard thing because we have to protect ourselves? Isn't this the same thing? The Lord says he will be our shield, our fortress. He will protect us. And even if even if we are hurt physically, we could never be hurt spiritually. Even if they take our lives, we go into glory. And yet we do love our comfort and our security. I wonder if this is something we need to pray about. If we need to ask the Lord to help us to trust him, to rely on his provision, to rely on his protection and not our own strength. Let's go to the Lord with that together this morning. Father, we pray that you would help us to rely on you for protection and provision. Not in our own bank accounts, not in our own uh, not in our, our own ability to stay safe or stay comfortable in our own homes or our own neighborhoods. Help us, Lord, to go to the hard places. Help us to be willing to go forward, to do the work you've called us to do. Help us to do so while relying on you for protection and provision. God, we don't want to be like Ahaz. We don't want to hear your offer and reject it in rebellion and idol worship. For Lord, sometimes these things that we love, these things that we think will protect us are mere idols. Only you can protect us. Help us, Lord, to depend on you for all things. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I'll be back again tomorrow, right back here at Good Will Talk Daily. <laughs>